Welcome, 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 TPM Tribe. This is the TPM Podcast, Theology of Plain Men. Uh, this is Matt Almquist coming to you, not live, but very pre-recorded from Zach's basement, along with my very good friends, Andre Nelson and Nick Schleife. What's Gents, up? how you doing? Hey. Yo, yo, doing great. Nick, uh, are you, you're not, we're here with us. Where are you at these days? I'm coming to you through the, the airwaves in Houston, Texas. Let's go. Are you still under snow there? Under snow? Under is snow. You, you guys had a big snowstorm a couple weeks ago, right? Oh, uh, it was mostly ice. Yeah, that melted uh, like two days later. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. It's all we talk about at work. Yeah. You guys really, you, you did some damage to the supply chain. So we talk about Texas all the time. It's fun. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're here in Zach's basement. Our, our good friend, Zach Doman, um, owner of our studio's sole proprietor is uh <laughs> i like to call myself the sugar daddy of tpm <laughs> yeah is that is that why you're drinking from a coffee mug labeled daddy <laughs> so, no to, context let, no no con none needed we actually. are we're offering context uh this is a gift for christmas from my lovely wife it says daddy on it and it has pictures of our little baby girl and the rest of our family it's super cute it is adorable. It is adorable. I was gonna actually. I was gonna quip that. Well, it still only says "Daddy" on it, but it does say "I love you" on it. It does other say side. "I love you." So okay, maybe so next. I guess there's. Yeah. We'll be selling them on our website shortly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of his wife and daughter, it's gonna be all of us. Like yeah, on but it's, swing but sets. It's, yeah, but it's gonna be the same pictures. Like, We're just gonna put your faces <laughs> yeah, like over it. Eating Cheerios. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm good. At, I'm glad we have our uh, economic plan figured out here. This is how we're gonna scale. <laughs> Visit our Patreons. <laughs> we yeah. absolutely have a few listeners who would buy that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's awesome. Well, um, yeah, we're uh, we're recording here on a Saturday, and I'm I'm about to go get vaccinated in like an hour from Whoa. now. So I'm pretty excited. Um, if you've been listening to us for a while, um, you know that we talk about COVID all the time because just like you, it is <laughs> all Ruling consuming our in our yeah. thoughts and what we can do and. We're finally at a point where we can get a few people together in a in a room um, and record, which is fun. Yeah, you probably stuck it out with us through the when everyone is doing virtual, um, uh, which is brutal. But I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, this is a, a new stage for us to get back to normal. Yeah. We'll see, Andre, you've been vaccinated, haven't you? I have. Yep, got my first shot. Nick, a couple have weeks you... till the next one. Yep. Also in the process, getting vaccinated. Uh, I wanted to toss out there. Has the term. Fauci ouchie found its way oh, to the north. What? what? No. Oh, it has Please not. explain. The, the Fauci ouchie, it's, the, it's my favorite term that has come into existence in the last year, and I use it often. <laughs> is it talking about the vaccine? Yeah, can you use yes, it in a sentence? Yes, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I love welcome. that. If I exclaim that when I'm getting my injection here, I yeah, well, dare you to you. shout that at the top of your lungs when you get the actual shot, like a really high pitched voice. Yeah. Okay. This will be a scene. I'll record it. Oh, that's I great. Have my day, you. Nick. That was amazing. I'm so glad I was able to educate you guys on that. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we are here in our spiritual discipline series. Hopefully, you're able to check out mm. our intro podcast that was released a few days ago. Um, and we're, yeah, we're now into a new series where we're going to be talking about what are the spiritual disciplines? Why are they worth talking about? Why are they worth practicing in our lives? What does it mean? Um, a lot of, a lot of questions. Hopefully we have some answers for you as well. So today specifically, we'll be going into the weeds here and talking about scripture reading. Um, and there's been 
every religious podcast in the world has covered it. So we're going to try to give you something at least hopefully a little bit different and helpful. Um, but Nick, I'm wondering, can I get, kick it over to you to talk about, you know, why, I guess, why is scripture reading a spiritual discipline? Yeah. So if you have spent any time in the Bible, um, you will come to realize and see pretty quickly that reading it is um, important. The Bible contains the, the mind of God, his will, his plan, the character of Jesus, uh, the ordinances for the church, um, and so much more. Um, the reason that we want to frame this in this series, um, Spiritual Disciplines, is that so primarily reading the scripture, reading the Bible, um, that's an act. That's something you have to actively do. Um, in becoming a Christian, um, suddenly you aren't filled with the entire text of the Bible in your mind that you can know and recall at any time. Um, it's like any other book, any other text. You must read it to know it and let it soak into your bones. Um, Andre, what do you think about that? I like that. You know, you don't walk into your first day of biology class and suddenly now you know it all immediately. And that would be ridiculous to expect that. But I think sometimes that expectation gets applied to the Christian walk. Oh, I know Christ now. I'm a follower of Christ. And I and I go to church and I hear some things at church and, and now that's all I have to do. I can just coast a little bit. And that's in opposition to the whole idea of spiritual discipline. I, I had this exact thought. So I was a senior in high school, which is a great way to start any story, right? Because you know it's going to be followed up by something ridiculously embarrassing. <laughs> Um, I, I was, so I grew up in the church. I, um, read my Bible quite a lot growing up. Um, and I remember thinking, um, and at this point I'm very unengaged with faith in general. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't really need to worry about going to church or reading my Bible. I pretty much know it all. <laughs> like I've, I've got, you know, I've read it through. I've, yeah, I've pretty yeah. much comprehended everything that's in there. So I feel like I've exhausted that chapter of, you know, the growth. world, the yeah. growth, right? <laughs> these things that these incredible thinkers have been thinking about for yeah. thousands of years and still ponder. I, I think I, as a 17 year old, probably had figured that out, right? Um, amazing. amazing arrogance. But yeah, yeah. Uh, since I've uh, <laughs> completely changed my mind on that, uh, you the more you get into it, the more you realize how incredibly complex um, it is, right? You're trying to answer some of the world's um, biggest questions about what is God, who who is God, what is meaning, these things. And, and the Bible addresses all of those in um, incredible detail and intricacy. So I think the more you get into it, the more you realize that there's just an eternal amount of information to ponder and consider. Yeah, that's that's great, Matt. And one verse that came to mind um, related to what you just said is Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Um and the way that that describes what scripture is, is, is not just information to know and then to have mastered, but really the Bible is a guide for life and a light on your path. So in life, as you progress, as you're, in your walk as a Christian, you have all of a sudden new turns you may take. And all of a sudden you're at a new place, a new destination that needs new guidance. And the incredible thing about the Bible is that it can act, it is active in speaking into the lives of believers. And so for that reason, yeah, the reason why Matt's story is so facetious is someone can just know it all, have it all figured out. Like it's so silly because 
none of us can at any one point in our lives. Like we need, we need to be reliant on God and his word regularly. Yeah. And to elaborate on that a little bit, while the Bible does address some things and, and lights your path in maybe sometimes a pretty literal way, like go about love in this way, or, you know, go about marriage is one it's very clear about. There are other things, forks in the road in life, decisions, circumstances, temptations, that you need to arrive at truth in a way that involves more interpretation of scripture and more, you know, like research and reading passages that don't necessarily call out that situation specifically. And so I think that's where the discipline comes in even more, where you're not going to just accidentally flip open to the page that talks about whatever, whether or not to get a vaccine. I mean, we talked a little bit about that a few weeks ago. Uh, and so you need to be disciplined in pursuing that information and that that pursuit of truth um, over time, I think, even. Yeah, and I think I've I've honestly found that the more I've grown and the more I've read, I find that the gray areas begin to become more black and white. Like all these things that have been, I've hemmed and hawed over, like, ah, I could, you know, in life, you know, I you could go this way or you could go this way. I think that while the Bible might not specifically address a specific circumstance what it what it does produce in you the more you're disciplined in it 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 just it you you learn how to learn and you learn how to deal with situations because it produces for you a character that is more like god um, because it is the lifeblood of god that he's given to us one of the ways that he gives us his word and i i think what i've yeah like i said what i found is just i i just kind of am more in tune with what the Lord's heart is. And that just lends itself to me having an easier time when I'm faced with various decisions. I think that shed some light on the very nature of discipline, you know, and and we would, we would make that conclusion when it comes to discipline for physical fitness. I mean, this is kind of what we hit on in the intro a little bit, uh, is the fact that you need discipline in order to make those gains over a long period of time that they kind of like some, in a, in a progressive way over time. And I'm glad that we're getting that in this first episode, just because I think that will apply to all of the spiritual di- disciplines we end up talking about. But scripture is certainly not an exception. I think the the book of Proverbs talks a lot about this too. There's uh, mi- uh, several different places in the book where it talks about the, the, the wise man or, or the person who pursues wisdom is diligent. And he, and, huh. and Solomon contrasts it with, um, uh, you know, he generally calls him a sluggard or someone who's lazy or unwilling to work. And I think that's true, right? And he talks about how um, the the diligent is led into prosperity. And there's a lot of questions about what that means and and how. But generally, it it works out better for the person who's diligent compared to the person who's lazy. And that applies with scripture, right? And and Proverbs is talking primarily about wisdom. And that's what Andre referred to when when you, and Zach, when you have those forks in the road, when you have those things that aren't necessarily prescribed all the time, how do you, how do you make right decisions? Well, you, you work and you, you seek after understanding. So I think this is a really good introduction to part of the, the motivation. Um, let me ask, um, what, what's difficult about this? Um, maybe in your own lives, each of us, what has been difficult for you in developing a discipline of scripture reading? Um, I look around in the podcast and notice that we're all engineers, scientists. And so reading is, uh, 
reading is hard. Um, reading is, I feel like I've lost a muscle to yeah, read uh, as I get older. Maybe that's a bad thing. But besides, besides that general fact for myself, I find that I'm distracted. And throughout the course of a day, I'm focusing on so many different things. And often life is so busy that um, often like t- periods of time for me to sit down and read scripture don't just fall into my lap it's one thing i noticed for myself yeah i'm right there with you um i think that oh when when you consider reading scripture it's an investment right it's uh and we talked about this in our intro topic uh earlier in the week was that uh you you have to look at it as a a a plan and it's part of development and so it i think that personally for me is hard to tell sometimes when when I have free time, it's often early, early in the morning uh, before other people are awake and also when I'm most tired. So it's it's kind of hard for me to do that, you know, at 5.30 or 6 a.m. and think like, is is the investment to seek after wisdom, to seek after God's heart, to read this passage of scripture um, going to pay a greater dividend than another half an hour of sleep, than eating breakfast more slowly, than, you know, whatever it is. Um, being a sluggard, I guess, if you call back to my other comment a few minutes ago, uh, it, it's hard to see that because the the payback isn't necessarily immediate. It's, it's a long-term investment in your spiritual growth and in uh, your wisdom. So per, for me, that's that's something that, to answer your question, that's specifically hard is to figure out, is, is this worth it in the moment? I think long-term, logically, you'd say, yeah, for sure, it makes sense. But emotionally, in those times where you are uh, kind of finding time to be a difficult or a scarce resource, um, it's hard. Yeah. I totally relate with both of those those comments. One other thing that I feel like I struggle with when it comes to scripture reading and maintaining a consistent discipline of it is I seem to sense that or feel and I don't this might be totally unfounded, but that there's like almost for me a critical mass of scripture reading that needs to take place or a critical mass of time that I need to spend in order to get to a place that is um meaningful and really edifying. So I can't just sit down for 10 minutes and like read a chapter, which takes five minutes. <laughs> Maybe I'm a slow reader or something, but and then and then just like kind of meditate on it for five more minutes and then be like, okay, you know, kind of clap my hands together. I'm done. Like that's it. You know? And so when you say it's difficult to find time to do this, I agree because I think it takes more than 10 minutes. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I just need to, I need to maintain this discipline. So I'm going to, you know, I have to leave for work in 10 minutes, but I'm going to sit here and, and read this. And I don't, I don't give it my all. And so then I don't get to this point where I'm like actually exposing myself for a long enough period of time or, or I'm not, you know, kind of engaging in prayer with the Lord over that, that scripture. And so I don't, and then, and then I'm discouraged by like, okay, well, I read that thing and I know what it, says, but I just don't feel like I got anywhere on it. Because sometimes, and even, uh, I'm not going to say that even if you spend an hour thinking about something, you're going to come at the solution. So I think that's just like a general thing that you have to push through and, and I don't know, engage in community on when you encounter those difficulties. But that's that's a struggle. That's why it's hard for me, I think, in many ways. I, I'm glad you asked the question, Nick. Um, something else I think about in relation to this is that um, reading scripture was something that was a spiritual discipline that Christ practiced when he was on earth. Um, we, we read that in the Bible 
that uh, you know he he had a very great understanding of scripture, um, and we know you know certainly he probably had a better understanding of that by being divine and being the uh, the the incarnation of God's deity. However, um, we also know that it wasn't just a, a download like Andre talked about, right? It's not like he was a baby and he just understood everything, which is hard to understand in a lot of ways because he's God. But at the same time, in Luke 2, uh, specifically verse 52, it talks about, he says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So he had to practice the spiritual discipline of reading it was, you know, the Old Testament at that point, the Torah, and figuring out you know what what is all of this it uh how does it relate what does it relate to me to learn it and to figure out how to apply it so if it's something that jesus did god himself in man uh how much more the case for us that if he took his entire life until he really kicked off his ministry at 30 um is that not something we should be doing all the more yeah 100 percent. so a question that i have on this is how do you know, like, how much discipline is enough? You know, like, you could have one person that, you know, spends half an hour reading their Bible before they go to work in the morning every day. And they say, that's, I'm going to pursue spiritual discipline by doing that. And then you, and then that person hears of somebody who says, I'm going to pursue spiritual discipline by reading my Bible for 30 minutes in the morning before work and 30 minutes before I go to bed. That's going to be my spiritual discipline. How do you know, like, which one of those is spiritual discipline <laughs> or is it yet a third one? that is even more challenging to pursue. How do you know, like, what is the right amount, I guess? Or maybe, like, my <laughs> question itself is flawed and that, like, it's not about how much you do. That's probably where the answer is going to lie. But do you guys encounter that when you think about spiritual disciplines in your life? Like, how much is enough? Yeah, Nick, why, why don't you give this one a shot <laughs> that, while I ponder a, that thought? That's a really a good bit. question, Andre. <laughs> Um, I will summarize in a couple words, elegantly rephrasing the idea of, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, that's, I think it's a, I don't know if the question has a direct answer. I think a helpful thing to think about is, so what, what is the aim? What is the goal of spiritual disciplines? And in this specific question, what is the aim and what is the goal of reading scripture? Um, I, when I think about that question, I think the, the purpose of reading scripture in, in a believer's life is to know God, um, not only to know his will and his plan and his character through the words of scripture, as well as actively through other disciplines, such as prayer and um, other ones. But I think the point is to know who God is actively um, with a relationship sense. And um, I don't know if that is prescribed to a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. but just that your identity as a Christian um, and knowing God, seeking to know him through his word, through spiritual disciplines is of utmost importance in a believer's life, the primary identity. Uh, so I, I won't hang a number on that, but I mean, to start off, I would ask, if, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, do you have any level of discipline in doing this? And so to honestly answer, like, outside of Sundays, do you read the scripture at all? I think that's a place to start. And it doesn't need to be, I think, 17 hours a day of memorizing entire chapter, entire books. But 
are you walking with him daily? I think that's a, that's a hallmark for myself is, is there a day I go that passes by me um, that I haven't read scripture? One thing I'd like to add to that is um, in, in terms of how do you set a benchmark for what it, what is, you know, spiritual discipline. I, I don't think, uh, you know, as Nick said, I don't think there's necessarily a right answer. Everyone's different. Everyone has different constraints, but at the same time, um, uh, this is the beginning of a thought, but I would, I, I think that something spiritual disciplines can do in any discipline is that while it is a discipline all the way through, it tends to be more so at the beginning of the, the journey. And so think about running, right? If you want to run a marathon, it's going to suck for that first couple months that you're really getting into shape and you're really doing it. And after a while you start enjoying it more and you start, you're in shape, you're learning how to do it better. It's something you can look forward to. Um, in the same way, I, I think so is reading scripture, um, because the more you get into it, the more you realize that it holds incredible amounts of, uh, truth of wisdom of things that you can apply to your life and that matter and you fall in love with it. And I think that should be one of our end goals of the spiritual discipline is that, yeah, yeah, while it is something that will have to be actively practiced throughout our lives, that it becomes something we want to do more and more, and that can be the threshold instead of a, a, an amount of time. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be hard, maybe. Like, I think this is very much in line with what you just said, Matt, that when we think about disciplines, they are such, and this is kind of how we defined this whole thing, is there are things that we're not inclined to do by default. They're not, they're, they're not uh, automatically easy, but I think that as you b- develop that habit and exercise that discipline over long periods of time, it probably does become easier. And so like to start out, maybe to get at the answer to my own question, maybe would be to like flirt with the amount that is uncomfortable or that is challenging, that you have to kind of put your effort behind. If that's reading every day, if that's reading twice a day, I mean, just, I don't know, pick a place to start and then and then, you know, judge it by, judge your practice by whether you feel like you're drawing nearer to God through it. Because as Nick pointed out, that is the objective. But I think using, I don't think necessarily like it being difficult is the best indicator of what is good discipline. Because like Matt said, over time, you're going to get better at running that marathon so that you can run 15 miles. And it's maybe not that difficult anymore, but that's still a serious and perfectly good amount of running to do for all intents and purposes of being in shape, that's great. So I think to acknowledge that there is such thing as a, some, some context there. Yeah. And while you're speaking, Andre, I was reminded of a passage in the book of Hebrews, um, Hebrews chapter 12. Um, It's an analogy of how God disciplines his children as a father disciplines children and verse 11 says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it and to emphasize matt's point is is that scripture reading may may have may require some measure of discipline to begin especially with, with no former history, no former experience. Think about physical fitness. Uh, this analogy we're, we're drawing out is if you decide you want to run a marathon and you're a couch potato, um, you may need some measure of encouragement from others around you, maybe coaching, maybe training, as well as discipline 
to get out there with your sneakers and run the first mile. Um, but after a certain time, um, as you adapt and overcome the, I guess, smaller objectives, not, not objectives, but milestones, all of a sudden you're, you're going out, as Matt said, running 15, 10, 15 miles. And um, you don't require the same measure of sheer willpower to muscle through the activity. And that's one thing I wanted to, um, I wanted to land with. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I, I think there's like a, a hundred rabbit trails we go off of this because if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, chances are you you understand the struggle that we're talking about pretty well. Um, I, I know all of us on this podcast um, at, at various times have endeavored really disciplined um, reading plans to go through. Maybe it was read the Bible in a year. Some people try to do others. It's, you know, how do we power through certain sections that we feel are applicable to our lives? And it's, it is hard. Even I know for myself, even in times where I've, I, I feel like I've been in love with certain parts of the Bible and have really enjoyed it. There is still parts where it's, it's tough and you know, you have competing interests always. So maybe as we start to land the, land the plane, as Nick would say, how do we, or maybe a spaceship for you, huh? The shuttle. Can we go with that? Uh, Nick's a NASA employee for those of you who don't know. Um, how how do we put a bow on this? How do we apply this to our lives? Let's let's make it practical here. Um, h- help us understand. So scripture is important. Hit hit that home for us. But then, how how do you make a difference in your life? How do you make it a discipline? And I guess and I'll actually ask that. How do you, Andre and Nick, mm. intend to do this? Mm. That's great. Put my feet to the fire a little bit. Um, so just to hit quick. Man, I, we were commenting before. I just keep saying that. We got to just hit that. That's like my new my new phrase. And then Nick has been doing the like whip <laughs> nae thing, which really does. Anyway, that, we're losers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, so I, I just really think it's unavoidable that we are, uh, I said again, like by, by default drifting away from God and not to him. If we're not. If we're not moving towards him, we're uh, inadvertently drifting away from him. And so because scripture is about God, it is about Jesus and his death on the cross for the sake of our sins. uh, The content of scripture is going to incline us towards him and to uh, inform inform us of God's glory and to give us a, a better posture of worshiping him and following him. Um, and, and that is full stop. You know, it's, it's not even going to be about being better or doing the right things in our lives because that's getting at this kind of worksy legalism thing that we need to avoid when we're pursuing disciplines um, with, with, you know, kind of the gusto of being wanting to be, you know, be good and stuff. It's like this needs to emerge out of an awe of Christ and, and of God and what He has provided for us, so um, that that is that has got to be our why. Um, and and once we have digested that, and and not that you digest that one time for all time, that's a continual thing. So that's I think that's my first personal application is being aware of the risk of being um, too legalistic about uh, about this discipline and about what we're doing is to always check your heart. I mean, every day if you must. Um, on 
yeah, what you're in it for and what, what your objective is. And as Nick pointed out earlier in the podcast, that the objective needs to be drawing near to God and to knowing him better. Um, and then and then I'll maybe just parrot what I said before about flirting with what is challenging, you know, for... for um, and that's what I'm... I think that's what I'm going to do. I think Matt put a point on it when he <laughs> said our names. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to think about, like, what would be a challenging amount of scripture reading for me to do? Um, and I think I think, I don't know, Maybe it'll be every day for a longer amount of time. Oh, there we go. That was my other thing that I felt like I struggled with is getting that critical mass. So I think that's what would be challenging for me is to have that, you know, serious amount of time, maybe half hour, maybe 40 minutes of really getting into something and getting, you know, making some progress on some ideas and some passages, some meditations that I'm not doing routinely with discipline right now. I have a... Some, uh, some thoughts as well to add. Those are great, Andre. I think for myself at a very practical level to share some thoughts, some questions. Um, I think in developing a spiritual discipline, there are two perspectives, aspects that you should diligently pursue. One is um, the things you can know, you can control. So think about any habit, any discipline. You have to be honest about yourself and to know yourself well. So for me, for example, um, small level scripture reading for me is difficult to have to do regularly, for example, in the evenings or in the middle of the day, just based on myself and knowing that I get distracted so easily throughout the course of a day and jump in and often lose sight of things. So for me, knowing myself best, the mornings um, often are a place where I strive to to read scripture, for example, even though um, at times it's challenging, at times it's early. Um, so part of that is knowing yourself and knowing what you think will be sustainable, I guess, in some way. Um, I think it's better to, it's better to have a plan for what can you really sustain throughout your life as a Christian rather than having a, a resolution of, all right, for the next month, I'm going to do this unrealistic goal of uh, read the book of John for 10 hours a day. Um, if you want to do that, you can do that. But um, you need to be thinking of a, a long-term goal for scripture reading because your life as a Christian, you should seek to be doing this as a habit continually. So how can you do that? Uh, another practical aspect on that is share your goal with someone, with a mentor, with a disciple, with maybe a pastor, someone in your life who can hold you accountable so it doesn't have to be very extreme. It could be as simple as, hey, um, I think I, I would really like to start developing a habit of reading my Bible once a day. And then if you have a mentor figure in your life who wants to hold you accountable, to talk about that regularly is a goal um, in the ways you can control. Another aspect to land with my point is you can design and think about many ways from your perspective as a person, how can I have this as a habit how can I master it? How can I improve this? Um, I think the the hope in developing spiritual disciplines is that it's not all on your shoulders. Um, this is not a thing where you just have to muscle through and figure out the best plan in your own mind so that you can grow spiritually. In fact, I think the, the best balanced biblical view of spiritual disciplines is, is a joint venture with God. Um, I'll mention um, the book, the Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges, the intro to the book explains and describes the life of pursuing holiness is kind of like a farmer 
um, and growing crops. There's some amount of work the farmer has to do, planting, sowing, for example, but ultimately the results are outside of his own power, his own forces. Um, but at the same time, without his level of discipline and those actions, um, crops can't grow. So in the same way, farming is a joint venture between a farmer and forces of nature, how things grow. So pursuing holiness, pursuing spiritual disciplines is a joint venture with God and know that um, he is with you. And so maybe just to pray to the Lord and ask, God, can you help me um, sustain me in developing this spiritual discipline for your sake, uh, for your glory? I love all of what you guys said, and and this is why I enjoy podcasting uh, with with TPM. Um, ha- half the reason we do this is uh, for our own growth and for our own um, uh, admonishment, I guess. We I, and I love I love doing it with you guys because you always encourage me, and, and that's what's happened right here. Um, you give a lot of really good, important points that I I am going to apply, and I, I feel convicted by it. So I appreciate that. Um, I I was going to and nick already gave the application so he, he took it from me but uh my mine was really that it was um, prayer and i i think scripture reading and prayer are very interrelated in in a lot of ways and how it works with spiritual discipline and we'll be talking about prayer in in the near future here on this uh topic here um but pray like yeah we we don't always want it and sometimes discipline is in contrast to what you want but I think as you continue running, continue going through the process of reading, um, do pray that God uh, opens your eyes to the beauty that is Scripture, that is God's Word, um, and that we can we can run to it. And I think back to a, a passage in John six where Jesus is is preaching a very serious message, and he talks about how not everyone's going to accept him, and how those who do is going to be really difficult. And a lot of people leave at that point. They say, "This isn't for me." And, and Jesus turns back to his uh, t- disciples and, and says um, to the 12 of them, do you want to go away as well? And then uh, Simon Peter says back, uh, Lord, whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So that's, that's how we should be looking at scripture, right? John 1 makes it clear that Jesus is the word of God. Um, and, and there, and, you know, Hebrews one talks about the fact that, you know, in, in former days we heard from the prophets, but now we hear through the son of God, which, which is the word. So this is God's way to communicate his truth to us. It's this, this is, this is it. So take it seriously. It's, it's something it, it holds the words of eternal life. That's something that we should be in prayer that, that we fall in love with because it's so much more important than any other, probably one characteristic or one other discipline that we pursue. So that, that's something I'm going to be trying to encourage and remind myself of this week. And I hope you all do as well. Remember, um, the, it, it holds the words of eternal life and that's something that's worth diving into. So I'm glad you all joined us for this, uh, this verbal processing here. Uh, and I hope it was encouraging to you. Remember that if you enjoyed this, share it with a friend, like, uh, leave us a review. We have a, a few different, uh, podcast, uh, platforms we use. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe share it with a friend. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything you want us to talk about, reach out at theologyofplainmen at gmail.com. We'd love to get in contact with you. Uh, And as always, we hope that our verbal processing has been edifying for you. Take care, everyone.